Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning London time on Monday the 28th of February. Economic action against Russia over the Ukraine war has three direct transmission mechanisms for the global economy. The risk premium in commodity prices is an obvious, though possibly short-lived effect, depending on how other commodity producers respond. The sanctions directly disrupt exports and imports, pushing the Russian economy into recession or indeed into a more catastrophic collapse if the financial system fails, cuts demand for exports to Russia. In all of this, it is important to remember that the Russian economy is not that significant globally. It's roughly 2% to 3% of global GDP, about half the size of California. More generally, risk aversion may lead to an increase in demand for liquidity. A key function of central banks is to balance liquidity supply and liquidity demand. It is too soon to be changing forecasts on quantitative policy, but it would be unwise to assume that there is a predetermined path for quantitative policy tightening anymore. Excluding Russia from the SWIFT international payment system does not stop Russia engaging in international transactions. It does make it a lot more difficult, adding a layer of bureaucracy, and more costly. The effect is a bit like combining Brexit and Trump trade taxes together. When Iran was excluded from SWIFT in 2012, its trade dropped by roughly 30%. The increased cost of doing business will apply to international companies that import from or export to Russia, as well as Russian companies. While Russia is not necessarily a critical component of global supply chains, where there is trade volumes, it will fall and import and export prices will rise. Losing swift and more direct sanctions against specific banks may lead to a run on the Russian banking system. There are media reports of queues at banks already. Many Russians have experienced both bank runs and hyperinflation. And once someone has lived through the trauma of such events, there is a tendency to be quick to act if they are threatening again. And clearly, risks to the Russian financial system have increased. While some deposit withdrawals may be entirely rational, holding cash for fear that credit cards will cease to work, for example, what starts as a rational withdrawal of money could quickly become a systemic bank run in these circumstances. Russian restrictions on social media may limit the speed of a bank run. A bank run would matter internationally because this would be a more dramatic blow to the Russian economy weakening demand and therefore again slowing exports to Russia. Finally, placing sanctions on a central bank is unusual but not unprecedented. This is obviously negative for the ruble as it reduces the ability of the Russian central bank to defend the currency in foreign exchange markets, although Russia may attempt to sell its gold reserves and reserves held in China are theoretically unaffected. This affects the international economy to the extent that the sharp decline in the value of the ruble creates significantly higher Russian inflation, weakening the economy, or limits the ability of Russia to afford imports. 
It is worth noting that this is unlikely to impact the role of the dollar as a reserve currency because of the lack of any viable alternatives. Europe and the UK are both engaging in sanctions against the Russian central bank and the persistence of capital controls means that the Chinese renminbi cannot credibly play a role as a meaningful international reserve currency at this stage. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.